Every year, hundreds of people set out to accomplish a rather ambitious goal, to walk over 200 miles through the Sierra Nevada mountains from Yosemite Valley to the top of Mount Whitney. The hike is called the John Muir Trail and takes the hiker over passes, through meadows and valleys, past subalpine lakes, through streams, pine forests, and barren landscape, and eventually ends up on the highest peak in the lower 48 states. It's a big challenge and a humbling one at that, and it all starts right in Yosemite Valley with one of the most breathtaking accessible trails in all of the national parks. Hello and welcome to Little Yo Pod, the podcast where we bring you stories and features from Yosemite National Park and the Sierra Nevada Mountains. I'm Laura Jackson, and on this episode, I'm going to be talking about the Mist Trail, one of the most popular hikes in Yosemite, or perhaps in any national park, and the official start of the famous John Muir Trail. So pack your rain poncho, because it's going to be a wet and wild adventure. Like many hikers in Yosemite, the Mist Trail was probably my first real hike in the park. That is, the first hike I did that wasn't a hike to the pizza deck after work. In previous episodes, I touched on my early time in Yosemite and that I was not much of an outdoors person in the beginning. So when a cute guy invited me to hike the Mist Trail with him one day, I was pretty sure it was going to be nothing but a pleasant stroll through a shady forest. But like most assumptions I have made throughout my life, I was wrong. The Mist Trail is tough. It's still tough for me, even though I've hiked it now more times than I can remember. But on that first trip, I thought I was going to die. (laughs) I remember vividly the burning in my thighs as I tried to mount the slippery stone steps that came up above my knees. My hiking buddy, the cute boy, uh, turned around and asked if I was okay. And I said, I feel like I'm going to collapse. I think he thought I was joking because he just laughed and turned back around. Either that or he was just a huge jerk. (laughs) He wasn't. But I didn't collapse. I made it to the top of the first waterfall, Vernal Fall, and looked around at everyone else who had also made the journey that day. I had to admit I was impressed. Most of the hikers up there seemed to be in better shape than I was, but I was also really surprised by the other not-so-outdoorsy folks who also made it. Every time I think I've seen it all on top of Vernal Fall, a woman in leopard print stiletto heels will scoot past me to claim her well-earned selfie. Laugh if you will, but I find those people the most impressive of all. I can't even walk in stilettos in a straight line. (laughs) Nonetheless, up slippery stone steps. Although the Mist Trail is very busy and crowded during the summer, I still recommend it as the must-do hike for Yosemite neophytes because it offers everything one could hope to experience on a hike. It's challenging. It gains quite a bit of elevation in a relatively short distance. And because of that, it has amazing views of Yosemite Valley the whole way. If you go to the top of the trail to Nevada Fall before it splits off toward Half Dome or Merced Lake, you get to pass two of the most exquisite waterfalls in the world. The first waterfall is so massive and close to the trail, hikers are literally drenched from the cloud of mist emanating from it, hence the name Mist Trail. 
But the rewards do not come easily. As I mentioned before, the elevation comes at you fast, as do most hikes from Yosemite Valley. It is in a valley, after all. But the Mist Trail is a great introduction to that type of hiking because unlike other hikes in the valley with one major objective like Yosemite Falls or the Four Mile Trail that ends on Glacier Point, the Mist Trail gives you options for great stopping points along the way, and even an alternative way down so you're not fighting a sea of people in both directions. But before you set off on your quintessential Yosemite adventure, there are a few things you should know. The first thing is that you cannot drive to the trailhead. It starts east of Curry Village and the closest parking is a tiny lot that is located about a half a mile away and fills up early, like at 7 a.m. on most summer days. The advice remains that if you come to Yosemite during the summer and you find a place to park, your best option is to leave your car and either walk, bike, or take the free shuttle during your visit. When the shuttle is running, like in non-pandemic years, it will pick you up at one of several places in Yosemite Valley and deposit you at stop number 16, also known as Happy Isles. The trail is pretty easy to find from there. It's about 200 yards north from the stop, and it does have a sign, but you can pretty much just follow the crowd. <laughs> Don't be dismayed by the number of people, however. Even after living there for 15 years, I still find this hike to be well worth the effort, even though it may lock solitude at first. In this situation, the hike is indeed popular for a very good reason. It's pretty extraordinary. So you're not on the trail for long before you start heading up a decent incline. And this section of the trail is paved, so it's still fairly user-friendly. And you'll see um, all kinds of people on this section of the trail and even people like pushing strollers, which gets a little tricky, a little higher up once it gets steeper. So all along the way, you're walking through a dense forest of ponderosa pine and big leaf maple trees along the Merced River. But it's not long before you hit your first significant stop, the Vernal Fall Footbridge. At this point, you should have hiked a little over a half a mile and you'll be greeted with a breathtaking view of Vernal Fall. Standing on the footbridge, you're looking straight at this impressive feature. Compared to other falls in Yosemite Valley, Vernal Fall is relatively short in height, a modest 317 feet tall, <laughs> but has a wide crest with an impressive curtain of water flowing from it. It's such a force, you can feel the whole ground vibrating around you as you watch the water pummel the boulders and rush under the bridge. The footbridge is a popular stopping point for many people. Um, there's a restroom there and potable water during the summer months. It's not always um, open, the restroom and the water is not always running, but during the busy season, it generally is. And you can fill up your water bottles there, um, but that is the last place to fill up your water without having to use a purification system. So make sure you have plenty before you leave, especially if it's hot out. If you do decide to continue on past the footbridge, and I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> All the good stuff is yet to come. You start heading... <laughs> You start heading up toward the top of Vernal Fall via a system of insane stone stairs. So these steps, there are 600 of them, and they seem to have been placed um, by giants or really mean people because they're very tall. Now, I'm a short person. I'm like five foot one maybe with shoes on. Uh, so I have a pretty hard time with these. Um 
for me, it's kind of like being on the Stairmaster of Hell. And that's probably why I had such a hard time on my first trip and why I felt like my legs were going to collapse because I had never had to step up that high that many times in a row. So 600 steps. Um, and they vary from anywhere, I don't know, from like six inches up to maybe like a foot and a half. They're really tall, <laughs> which is why it's amazing that so many people make it up there. The origins of this trail remain somewhat of a mystery. It is thought to be an old Indian trail that led to Little Yosemite Valley, and there are documents that state this may have been the same trail the Mariposa Battalion followed when they were tracking Chief Tanaya in the 1850s. When the state took over Yosemite Valley and the Mariposa Grove in 1864, the trail was already well-worn, um, and it had a series of these rickety wooden ladders to ascend a tricky section called Fern Grotto. If you've hiked the mist trail you should have a pretty good idea of where this section is it's almost to the top of vernal fall it's right after stepping through that natural boulder tunnel when the trail gets really narrow and if you look up you see a rock wall above you covered in dripping ferns they're just it's soaking wet it is quite beautiful but it's also very dangerous when a man fell from one of the ladders trying to help someone else uh, in 1871 the steps and railings were added not long after that for safety one hiker during that time remembers his experience on the ladders saying, quote, there is an awfully pokerish ladder fastened against a cliff on which you can go down and get very wet. It is painful and rather dangerous, but a great many persons escape and they only charge you 75 cents. So yes, there was a toll to use the trail back then, which was not unusual during that time. A lot of the trails were private enterprises and the builders were obliged to ask whatever they wanted for access. After all, it was their time and their money being put forth. But if hikers didn't want to climb the death ladders and have to pay 75 cents, which is equivalent to almost $20 today, they could take the horse trail to the top of Vernal Fall, built by early trail builder Albert Snow in 1870 to connect his hotel, La Casa Nevada, a quaint little inn that sat right at the top of Vernal Fall, where Mr. Snow entertained thousands of visitors over 20 years until the hotel met its demise and burned down in 1897. Extra caution and patience must be exercised on the Fern Grotto section. And I do not say this lightly because there have been some very tragic accidents on this part of the trail. So just take your time, be present and watch your footing and watch out for everyone else around you too. But while you're waiting for a break in the traffic of the never-ending stream of people that is coming and going on this section, just stop and take a look around. What you'll see are lush ferns and spongy moss covering everything, water dripping from the granite rocks above you, and always, always a misty rainbow at the base of Vernal Fall. The only time I have not seen a rainbow was when I was hiking this trail at 4am on my way to Half Dome. The scene is perfect and you will be tempted to take a million pictures. Just make sure you have a good rain cover for your camera because everything is going to get wet. Like you just stepped in a shower with all of your clothes on. 
So this section of the hike is tough. Besides the slippery stone steps, you are now gaining like 1,600 feet of elevation in about a mile. And that is no joke. Gaining 1,000 feet in a mile is pretty tough. This is straight uptown. After you leave the Stairmaster from hell and navigate a very narrow section with a guardrail, you have finally made it to the top of Vernal Fall. Get ready for some expansive views of Yosemite Valley and the dizzying effect of gazing over the edge of a water fall from behind the guardrail, of course. Now, I don't know if this needs to be said, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yes, it's hot most days. Yes, that water looks very inviting, especially Emerald Pool, that nice pool above Vernal Fall. But here's the thing. Never, ever, 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 ever get into a stream above a waterfall. I'm going to take it a step further here and say don't even get too close to the water because the rocks are deceptively slippery and there's an undercurrent speeding below that calm looking surface that has taken many people with it. There are more water-related deaths in Yosemite than any other uh, cause of death, and many of them are accidents from people slipping on rocks into the water above Vernal Fall. I cannot imagine anything more horrifying than being caught in that kind of situation or witnessing it, for that matter, but it happens more often than it should, and Vernal Fall is one of the most frequent locations for those types of accidents. That being said, enjoy your time here. There are a ton of rocks and granite uh, outcroppings to lay out on and trees to sit under. It's a great place to take a little break. And, you know, it might even be a good place to turn around. But why would you want to stop there when there is yet another waterfall just a little way further? It gets even better, if you can believe that. Honestly, if you're going to do this hike, I think you should commit to getting to the top of Nevada Fall. This is one of my favorite places in the park. The hike takes you from Vernal Fall and meanders through the forest for a while, and you start to get a sense that something is really different up here. The trees start to thin out a little bit, and there is more exposed granite. This is the gateway to the high country, aka heaven on earth, at least in my opinion and everyone else I know. (laughs) Getting to the top of Nevada Fall gains another thousand feet, but it's a little more gradual than Vernal Fall and has way fewer people. At this point, you've weeded out everyone who's too hot or too tired or just doesn't know any better to carry on. And this is where the magic really happens. You can even hike for a while at this point and have the place all to yourself. In the autumn... Uh, You're rewarded with bright yellow big leaf maples highlighted against the cool gray granite walls. It's one of the prettiest places you can hike through. And it's not long before you get your first views of Nevada Fall. It's more narrow than Vernal Fall and a bit taller at 594 feet. You're still climbing up quite a bit, but the views of Nevada Fall are outstanding, giving you a full profile from the trail. Once you get to the top of Nevada Fall, you have reached the rim of Yosemite Valley. From this point, you can hike to Clouds Rest, Merced Lake, Half Dome, the Four Mile Trail, or you can continue 220 miles to Mount Whitney via the John Muir Trail. It's like this major intersection with blissful rewards in any direction. This is also where you get a great view of one of my favorite features in the park, the Dome Liberty Cap. I don't know why I love this rock, but there is just something about it that is so aesthetically pleasing. It's just this perfect little dome up there all by itself. I just feel like I want to ask it, why are you here? (laughs) 
That's the feeling I get in a lot of places in Yosemite. How can this place be real? When you didn't think it could get any better, you realize there is no limit to the surprises you get around every corner. I love the top of Nevada Fall. It's so open, and I find it just amazing that this rather tranquil stream flowing from the Yosemite high country from the east is responsible for such a ruckus as it flows down the giant staircase of Nevada and Vernal Falls. It's quiet. It smells different. Even the light seems different up there. I always feel a great sense of calm and ease on top of Nevada Fall. It's an effortless feeling that just comes over me. When you leave Nevada Fall, you have the choice of walking back down the Mist Trail or taking the less traveled John Muir Trail. This gives you the option to turn this hike into a lollipop style uh, hike. It's like a loop um, that connects. So it's like a lollipop. You get some different views and definitely have more of it to yourself. But this section, the John Muir Trail, is often dusty. Um, so it's less popular for a reason. You don't get to go by the waterfalls either. Still, this is how I prefer to come down. In the past, this was the trail that the stables would take for day rides on horseback before that program ended in 2016. So back then, there were times when you would get stuck behind a long line of horses and mules. And for that reason, I would avoid it. But now the trail is limited to working um, pack animals and hikers. If you've hiked the trail in its entirety up to Nevada Fall from the valley floor and back down, you've logged about seven miles and gained and lost almost 3,000 feet of elevation. You've walked from a dense shady pine forest to an open and airy granite dance floor. You've felt the mist from two of the world's most iconic waterfalls on your skin. You've walked in the footsteps of countless individuals before you, and you've paved the way for countless individuals to follow. You have something to be proud of and something to remember for a lifetime. You can walk away from your time in Yosemite having done something amazing that an astonishing number of people will never experience. And for that, you should give yourself a well-earned pat on the back and maybe a beer. <laughs> Do plan to hike the Mist Trail on your next trip to Yosemite. Although it can be crowded and will exercise your patience at times, the rewards of this hike will stay with you forever. You will get to see some of the most extraordinary scenery of any national park, and I mean any national park in the world. You will get in a great workout, and you'll be walking a historic path that has long been the gateway to a world of discovery and possibility for generations of people from every corner of the world. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Lil Yo Pod. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe so that you never miss a future episode and to help more people find us in the podcast search engines. And we are on every major platform now. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at lilyopod at gmail.com. You can also like us on the Facebook page. It's just at lilyopod. Uh, or on Twitter at LilioPod and Instagram. And I, um, I'm still including that sticker promo. And I realized that a lot of people cannot rate and review on the platform that they use. And I think that's pretty unfair. So um, if that is the case for you, go ahead and send me an email and um, I'll send you a sticker as well. Because I know 
that's uh, like Spotify just doesn't even allow that. I don't know why, but um, I've sent them a <laughs> strongly worded letter. No, I haven't really. Uh, I, hopefully one day they'll make rating and reviewing possible on there. But until then, um, I just appreciate your effort. And if you can just tell your friends about this podcast, that really helps as well. This week's fun fact, La Casa Nevada, Albert Snow's hotel on top of Vernal Fall, was known for a special drink concoction that was made in-house and available for guests staying at the inn. I'm not sure where I read this or if I made it up because I can't find any documentation of this, but I also believe it may have been a type of alcoholic drink. Not much is really known about it, uh, except that it went by a name familiar to most of us today. They called it Mountain Dew. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Little Yo Pod. I'm Laura Jackson. Thanks so much for listening and have a beautiful day.